0: Grab your Bibles real quick. If you got them, we'll go to Romans chapter one or five. Romans chapter five, starting in verse one, says, wherefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Amen. So we talked last week a little bit about the tribulations. And verse three says tribulation worketh. Or it finishes patience. And we're going to talk about patience today. It's defined as being cheerful or hopeful endurance. Those two really don't seem to go together. But cheerful and hopeful endurance, when you think about being patient, you don't necessarily think about being cheerful, do you? But or continuance in waiting. So... Sometimes in our tribulations we find ourselves in this waiting room Amen, it's no fun to be in the waiting room. Amen, but let's go to the lord in prayer and we'll get into our study this morning Heavenly father. We love you. We thank you jesus For your goodness and for your blessings. We pray lord that you're going to touch every heart and every mind God, we are nothing without you and we need you today Just speak to our hearts lord and help me use me. O oh lord to bring forth the word, and we'll give you the thanks for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So when you are in the waiting room at the doctor's office, uh, that's, in my opinion, that's one of the worst places to be, just sitting out there in the waiting room. I don't know about you. But while we're in the waiting room, we have the anticipation If we have an ailment, we have the anticipation that soon we're going to go back to see the doctor, right? Eventually, after an hour or two hours, we'll get back there to see the doctor. So we have that anticipation that we're going to get back there and he's going to help us to be better. Amen. And the same concept really in being in this waiting room, this patience that God's trying to develop in each and every one of us, that we need to be in this anticipation, if you will, that we are going to be better. And remember, it's in this waiting room where we have the tribulation. Something's wrong, something's not right. And we wait with this anticipation that God's going to help us. Amen. So this patience that we're going to talk about today is being in the waiting room. James chapter 1 and verse number 1 and uh, 1 through 8 is where I want to take some thoughts out of this morning. James chapter 1 says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. So there's that. Almost repeating from what Romans said, you know, count it all joy when you fall into various or diverse temptations. We don't associate joy with trouble, (laughs) right? But it says count it all joy. And I don't know what your trouble is today, but in throughout this course of this Bible study, I hope that we can find something that gives you strength in your trouble strength in the midst of your problem or the situation. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh, it's worketh, it's going to finish this patience, if you will. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. Verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. All right. So we are in this waiting room, if you will, and there's three things that I want to point out today that, I think we need to take into the waiting room with us. Excuse me. Number one is the right purpose or in the right resolve, if you will. Number two, the right perspective. And number three, the right prayer. Amen. How many know that we can pray the wrong prayer sometimes? He says you ask, but you ask amiss. You're not asking the right things. So the first one that I want to talk about today is uh, what we need to take into this waiting room is the right purpose or the right resolve or purpose this in your heart. It says when these troubles come upon you, not if. So we need to realize that it is going to come. That you are going to have troubles. Jesus told his disciples. I've spoken to you about these things. That in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. There's that joy part again. But I have overcome the world. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 12. Says this. It says beloved. Think it not strange. Concerning the fiery trouble which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Don't think it's strange. Don't think it's odd that you're here. Don't be complexed about it. This is what we need to have when we're in this waiting room. The fact that it's going to be, we should know, we should resolve, we should purpose in our heart that these things are going to come into our lives. Amen? God's constantly trying to get us to realize that this world is not our home. He's constantly trying to help us to realize we don't need to get comfortable here. This is not our home. We're strangers. We're pilgrims. We're just passing through. Hallelujah. And Along the way, we're supposed to be doing the will of God and the work of God. And so these troubles and these trials, any kind of trouble or any kind of trial, whether it's a spiritual thing or a natural thing, always makes us stop, doesn't it? And makes us reflect what is going on. A lot of times we look within ourselves and we say, what am I, what's wrong with me or what have I done wrong? And it's not always necessarily something that you've done wrong. We talked about Paul, you know, had to go to Rome in the perfect will of God and he gets on this boat and a great storm comes up and everybody was fearful they were going to lose their lives. Paul was in the midst of the storm too. He even had a visitation from the, from an angel, but the storm didn't stop then. God still had a, a purpose and a process for Paul. And he was in the perfect will of God, but yet he found himself in the storm. So be careful not to allow the, the enemy, the devil, that wants to try to accuse you, right? Uh, he try, comes in and tries to accuse you. Look at you. Look what's going on in your life. Look, God must really be mad at you. And that's not the case. Amen. He said, don't think it's strange concerning these trials that try you as though some strange things happen unto you, but rejoice. There it is again. (laughs) In as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. That's what the key is right there, that we are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy and that that word glory seems to pop out to me and um, as I was studying all these things. And the best I can think of in glory is that it says it's something evident or a revelation, if you will. And I'll get into more of that if we have the time. But when His glory is revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. Amen. When some, you're in that waiting room and you're going through the problems and the trials and all of a sudden there's a revelation of God. Hallelujah. His glory is revealed and you can be glad with exceeding joy. How many if you've been in church very long, you've gone through some trouble. Amen. How many's never gone through any trouble? Raise your hand. I don't see any hand raised. <clears throat> we all go through troubles and trials. But if you can reach back and look over Your life, and you look back on the problems that when you were going through those things in the waiting room, right? At that time, you were thinking like, man, I don't see the good in any of this. I remember going through that trial and different trials in my lives and thinking, I don't know if God knows where I'm at. You know, I don't know if He's got my zip code or not. But you look back and realize that God was bringing you somewhere. And my faith was not weakened through it, but my faith was strengthened through it. I believe God more today than I did yesterday. Amen. Hallelujah. Because every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Hallelujah. <clears throat> but this rejoice keeps, keeps coming up too when it talks about troubles. And all the, the scriptures it says, you know, it talks about in Romans chapter 3. But glory or rejoice in tribulations. James 1 and 2, we read it. Count it all joy when you fall into these temptations. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? That God's going to give you the victory. You keep with him. You stay in the church. You stay in the Lord. God's going to give you the victory. Got a few amens on that. You stay in the church. Stay with Jesus. You're going to get the victory. It talks about the joy coming into your life. Let Be joyful, be cheerful. And, you know, it doesn't always mean that you have to be happy about the situation, right? Happiness, they say, is depends on what your circumstances are, right? You can wake up in the morning, you feel good. You got out on the right side of the bed is what they say. You're feeling good, amen? You can be driving to church, you get a flat tire. All of a sudden, you're not happy anymore, you're sad, But the joy, you can have joy in the morning, you can have joy in the trouble, hallelujah, you can have joy in the evening, hallelujah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Because joy means cheerfulness and a calm delight, it means well off. No matter what you're going through, you can have the joy of the Lord in your life and to realize It is well with my soul. Hallelujah. It is well with my soul. So remember Job. And Job went through it, didn't he? He went through it quite a bit. Job chapter 1 verse 20. Then Job arose. He had lost everything. He lost his family. All except for his nagging wife. He lost his possessions. All of his prosperity. Prosperity. And he lost his health. His body was attacked. And he's doing this. And Job arose and ran his mantle, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground, ground and worshipped. There's power in worship. I got a couple of amens there too. There's power in worship. God inhabits the pa- the praises of his people. Amen. You believe that? We begin to worship God. We don't have to understand it all, but we just lift up the name of Jesus and that sweet peace can come over you. Amen. He said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return hither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. In all this, Job sinned not, nor did he charge God foolishly. You know, that there's a lot of people that are not here today in the church is because they had an expectation of how something was going to turn out and it didn't go their way. And they blamed God and they turned away and walked from the Lord. Do not charge God foolishly. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. You just stay in the boat. Just ride out the storm. Hallelujah. And God's going to be with you. In 1315, he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Is that what you're purposed in your heart today? It doesn't matter what comes your way. You're going to stay in the church. You're going to keep living for God. Hallelujah. This is what we need to take into this waiting room, this purpose of heart, this resolve amen that it doesn't matter what comes into my life doesn't matter what comes my way I am going to love God I'm going to live for God hallelujah I'm going to stay in the church take this into the waiting room with you the second thing I want to talk about this morning is taking in the right perspective what we need to know knowing this in James chapter 1 verse 3 knowing this That the trying of your faith worketh patience. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, And we know that all things, everybody say "all all things work together for the good of them that love God to them that are called according to his purpose. This is something that we need to know. All things work together. As I was studying for this lesson, I was just going over some things in my life and in my walk with the Lord. And my mind took me back to when I first came into the church. Hadn't been in very long. A uh, couple years, maybe three years. But I was going through a, a bad situation. It was a, it was a big trouble in my life. <clears throat> and I had just gone through this confrontation, if you will, or whatever it was. And I left that, I'm driving my car, I'm headed home, and I just felt so empty. I felt so alone. I felt like nobody knew where I was, nobody understood me. You ever had moments like that? You don't have to raise your hand, but <clears throat> we all go through those things. And so I'm driving, all of a sudden my car stops Warren. <laughs> So you're going through the worst day of your life, right? And your car stops running. And so I just pulled over to the side of the road and just sat there for a moment. I can remember this like it was yesterday. And I just closed, got out of my car, closed the door, left the keys in it. And I thought, I hope somebody takes it. <laughs> hope somebody fixes it too. <clears throat> but I just got out, started walking down the sidewalk. I was going to walk home. And all of a sudden, the peace of God just came over me, where it didn't matter what was going on in my life. God was there. Amen. God's going to be there. <clears throat> I walked all the way home and called the uh, only friend that I had in the world. His name was Chuck McClary. And uh, he came, fixed my car took me under his wings he mentored me for about 3 years and then he let me marry his daughter amen it was my father in law he's with us here today amen he's still a great friend so i got to thinking about that little incident in my life and i thought you know beautiful wife two beautiful children and four unbelievable Amazing, fantastic, whatever you want to say about them. Grandchildren, amen? All that later, I can say what I thought was one of the worst days of my life turned out to be the best day. All things, I said all things, work together for the good of them that love God. Amen? And we need to know that we are called According to His purpose. Amen? It's God's purpose. Not our purpose. Amen? We have our desires and our purpose, but it's not our purpose, but it's His purpose. How many know that God's way is the best way? Everybody knows that God's way is the best way. Then why do we fight it so much? (laughs) We fight it so much because we are walking this road and it's not going. Oh God, you uh, you must not be paying attention down here. You know, God's with us. He said, "I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you." God's way is the best way. It's His purpose that we need to seek after. <clears throat> Let there uh, there hath no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. That's 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. But God is faithful. He's a faithful God. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. That you may be able to bear it. Amen. God is faithful. He's not going to tempt you above that which you are able to bear. Aren't you thankful for that? You just keep... He says, you know, we're admonished to pick up the cross, right? Right? Pick up the cross and follow me. That cross is not something that's joyful. And that cross isn't something that makes you happy. Amen. It's a burden, a cross that we bear. Amen. But he's not going to tempt us above that which we are able. But will with that temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear. Now, I've always used that scripture as far as the temptations of sin. But the Bible says that God tempts no one with sin. So these gotta be talking about some problems and situations in our life. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. Amen. He's going to make a way, God uh, that will be able to bear it. Second Corinthians chapter four verse seven. <clears throat> but we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. Hallelujah. This treasure of the Holy Spirit, Christ in us, we have it in this body of flesh that the excellency of the power may be of God and not ourselves. So we are in this frail body. Amen. Because God's designed it that way. And it's not anything that we do is going to help us to say that I became my own salvation. Amen. I became my own savior. But the power of God, we have to recognize it's only through God, hallelujah, that we are able to overcome. Verse 8 says, we are troubled on every side, yet we're not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. Cast down. Ever felt like you've been cast down, but not destroyed. Verse 10 you got to catch this. This is the whole thing of it all. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. There's a purpose that God is forming us. That God is fashioning us. That God is bringing. He wants us to manifest in our bodies the life of Jesus Christ. Amen. James chapter 1, verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That word perfect doesn't mean you're going to be perfect without any problems, any sin, any troubles. But it just means mature. We're on a on a road to maturing. If you've been in church very long, you understand that concept. That the things that might have bothered you uh, five years ago don't bother you like they did back then. You're mature now. You're walking... God's bringing you somewhere, amen. And it's that faith that we hang on to, you know. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And faith is that substance of things that are hoped for, amen. It's that maturing, amen, that God is trying to bring us into. Wanting nothing or in, or, um, lacking nothing. We don't lack, we may think that, hey, I, I need more Money, I need more health, I need more relationships, I need more. You have a lot of things that you might have uh, problems with or troubles with that you might be faced with, but when we let patience have that perfect work, that maturing process, it brings us into this place where we can be mature, lacking nothing. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, 11. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, uh, the son in whom he delighteth. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. Wisdom and understanding of the things of God. That's what we need to come into the waiting room, uh, thinking that we can... Gain in there the right perspective to gain this wisdom and understanding. Verse 14, for the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver. And the gain thereof then fine gold. Isn't that amazing that even in today's world, we can relate this example. Gold is something that the whole world is wanting, right? The whole world wants to gain More and more money and gold and silver and gold. Amen. The merchandise of wisdom and understanding in God's realm is better than that. Amen. For what shall it gain a man if he gains the profit of man, if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Amen. She is more precious than rubies and all the things. Everybody say all the things. Thou canst desire everything that you desire are not to be compared are not to be compared to wisdom and understanding. Amen. Length of days are in her right hand and in her left hand riches and honor, her ways are the ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold on her. Happy is every one that retaineth her. Hebrews chapter 12, talking almost on the same lines as this. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 5. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children, my son. Despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son. Whom he hath received, so we realize that sometimes we are going on the wrong path, and we receive that rebuke of the Lord, that chastening of the Lord. But it says, "Endure this chastening, because God dealeth." Verse seven: God dealeth with you as with sons, for whom the son. It for what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But ye are without chastis. But if you are without chastisement. Whereof all are partakers, then you are, then oh, sorry, I'm mumbling through this. Then are ye, I'll say, illegitimate and not sons. In other words, you're not real part of the family. He's saying, what father, you know, you if you're a wild child. We've seen them around the church, right? Wild kids and no order, and just chaos. And I don't grab them by the nap of the hair and take them to my office and give them a good whipping because they're not my child. But this is saying, but if one of my kids do it now, my grandkids never need it, but my children have needed it sometime. <laughs> I grab them by the nap of the hair, take it in my office and give them a chastisement because I love them. Amen. Amen. Because they're my son or my daughter, and that's what this is saying. Don't be upset about it. If God didn't care, he wouldn't do it. But now are we the sons and the daughters of God. Hallelujah. Furthermore, we've had fathers of our own flesh with corrected us and we gave them reverence. Um, verse ten for they verily for a few days chasten us according to their own pleasure. But he, God, for our prophet, hath that we might be partakers of his holiness. He's trying to bring us into this glory, if you will. We're going to see his glory. We're going to see him as he is one day in heaven. But in this earth, he's trying to bring us and to prepare ourselves that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening for this present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Sometimes we are being corrected of the Lord, but he says it's not for us to be grievous over, but to be joyous. There it is again. Amen. Because it's going to yield something. If you stay with the Lord, he just makes you more mature. Just brings you to the place where he's trying to bring you to. That peaceable fruit of righteousness. Peaceable fruit. Of righteousness. Aren't you thankful for the peace of God? Amen. It says, wherefore then lift up hands which hang down. Lift up your hands. Don't go around in the molly grubs. Defeated. With your knuckles rubbing on the sidewalk. Lift up those hands. Amen. Those feeble knees. Make straight the path of the Lord. Least that which is lame be turned out of the way. But rather let it be healed. Amen. Don't be defeated through it. Lift up your hands. Look unto God. Get the right perspective of what God is trying to do in your life. Amen? So it leads us to the third one that we need to do, and that's the right prayer. James chapter 1, verse 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That's prayer. Amen? We're praying. And what are we praying for? Wisdom. Amen. If any of you lack understanding, let him ask of God. Go to the Lord in prayer. You know what our problems and trials and situations do? It drives us from the prayer room. Because we don't know where we're at. Amen. But God wants to bring us to himself. He wants you to come to him in prayer. He said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That give it to all men liberally. He's going to give you what you need. Amen. And he's not going to upbraid you. He's not going to find fault or rebuke you from coming into his presence. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? The way into the holiest of holies, the way into the presence of God is prepared. The veil has been rid. And we can see into the glory of God. We don't have to go in any other way through any other individual. We can come in ourselves. It says the ever-present help in a time of need. Amen. He says, to just say, come in and worship me when everything's going good. But I will bless the Lord at all times. Hallelujah. Whether it's going bad or whether it's going good, I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to come into His presence I'm going to pray. There is no substitute church for prayer. Amen. Verse 6 of that same chapter. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Hebrews eleven six, 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Amen. Do you believe that he is? <laughs> that he is what? That he is God. Do you believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him? Go to him in prayer. Go to the Lord. Enter into his presence. And with faith that God loves you and that God desires to do a work in your life. James chapter 5, verse 11 says, Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful, which just means extremely compassionate. Aren't you thankful that our God is compassionate? He's a loving God and of tender mercy. Romans chapter 8 verse 24 says, We are saved by hope. We have that hope of God. Amen. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for it? But if that, but if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Amen. We are saved by this hope. We have this hope of eternal glory we have the hope of God moving in our situation we don't might not see it amen but we're believing in it and he goes into chapter 11 and talks about all the men of faith never receiving the promises but they saw them afar off and that was their faith amen that they were counted righteous for that and they were counted faithful for that but if we hope for that we see not then we Do we with patience wait for it? Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. So sometimes you're in that prayer room and you're going through it. And you don't even know what you need to pray. But you just need to be in the prayer room. And at that time, you'll begin to speak through the spirit. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for the spirit of God? But the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You ever been there? Sometimes we groan upon our bed. Sometimes we groan unto our family. Sometimes we groan unto our spouse. Amen. But what we need to do is groan in our prayer room unto the Lord. We need to let it out and say, God, I don't understand. And just begin to groan. I'm in so much pain and situation here and the Spirit will begin to make intercession for you. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible, Jesus teaches us to pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. Not my will, Lord. Not the will of the flesh, but Your will. Can you perceive that struggle that is there and that Jesus teaching His disciples when He says, and when you pray, pray like this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. We just skipped through that, but right there is where the battle is. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. And all of a sudden there is that struggle because we want our will. We think we know how everything should turn out. We, need, we think that we should know that um, God should know exactly what we want. But he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Amen. This has been several years ago, <clears throat> but we were going through a financial uh, crisis, I'll call it, in our life. And uh, that's back when McDonald's used to have that Monopoly game, I think it was, where you could go through and get your hamburger and have a piece on there. And and uh, I was hoping I'd get Park Place or Boardwalk, I forget which one, to match up and get a million dollars. And as God is my witness, Pastor got up one Sunday and says, and McDonald's isn't gonna make your supply, isn't gonna supply your need by you winning the Monopoly game on McDonald's. I mean, that's God speaking right to me. And probably there were several dozen of you sitting out there needed to hear that too. But God's gonna answer our needs. The world's gonna answer our needs and it's gonna come in the most unexpected way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we just have to get on our knees and say, God, thy will be done. Amen. So take these three things into the waiting room. The right purpose or the right resolve. Have the right perspective and have the right prayer. And I close with James chapter 1 verse 12. It says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation." Blessed is the man that has fortitude or persevere. I want to uh, encourage somebody to persevere. Keep pressing on. Persevere. To have patience. <clears throat> Blessed is the man that endure temptation for when he is tried, when, not if. He shall receive the crown of life. Hallelujah. That's eternal life, folks when we endure, when we uh, just persevere, he shall receive the crown of life. That's the big picture that God is trying to give unto us, which the Lord hath promised to them that loved him. It's going to be worth it all. Hallelujah. I said it's going to be worth it all. So through this Bible studying, it continues on and on. And but it says that tribulation worketh patience, and patience works experience. And that just simply is the demonstration of God's power. Amen. You're in, you've got the trouble, and then you're in the waiting room, and then you experience God's power in your situation. And that's how it works. Tribulation worketh patience, patience experience, and experience gives us new hope. And it goes right back around the circle again, but we hope for the glory of God. We hope for the revelation of God. We hope for that eternal life. We're hoping for that, but it comes back around again, and then there's tribulation. And there's more tribulation and the the more tribulation, the more patience you have, the more you're in that waiting room. And then God moves again. Hallelujah. God keeps moving again and again and again. And we keep having a greater, greater revelation of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 21, verse 19, in your patience possess ye your souls. In your patience, possess ye your souls. Amen. When you're there in that situation, when you're in this waiting room, that he says that's where you possess your soul. You're possessing it. You've come in and you're taking all the right things to the Lord. And that's where you're gaining hold. You're purchasing your own soul. Hallelujah. How many know that it's up to you, amen, to save yourself from this untoward generation? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. They say the eagle can anticipate the storm and he flies up. The storm still comes, but he can fly up and rise above the storm. Amen. Storms are still going to come. But God wants you to rise above the storm. Amen. Wait upon the Lord. You're not going to be weary. Hallelujah. You're not going to faint. You believe that? So back to Romans chapter 5 verse 2. It says whom we have access by this faith into the grace wherein we stand. We, we rejoice in the glory of God. So you go from glory to glory. To glory the Bible says from this revelation to revelation if you allow me to use that there Colossians chapter 1 verse 26 says even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations but now is made manifest unto the saints to whom God would make it known what are the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory the Holy Ghost is one of these evidences, if you will, of God in you, speaking in tongues. And you can say, well, I don't see it that way. I don't see it. Well, why not, is my response. (laughs) You don't see it that way. You don't see that you need to speak in tongues. Why not? The Bible, the book of Acts is full of it. Amen. You have to change the word of God. Amen. You have to change the revelation, if you will. And you begin to do this. When you change the revelation of this word, we go from revelation to revelation. It comes from this word. And we have that hope of his spirit within us. Hallelujah. And we realize that when we change, when we say, I don't believe what I'm seeing in the word of God, then you've changed the word of God. Amen. I think it's Romans chapter one that talks about this. Then you change the word of God. Then you begin to serve the creature more than the creator. So when you don't understand what you're going through and you get discouraged, you got to be careful, amen, because you can get discouraged and change your belief, change what you've stood upon. You got to continue to stand upon the word of God because if not, then you change that, that revelation. You got to, if you're talking about the Holy Ghost, you got to take out the whole book of Acts, amen, and the Bible says, Romans chapter 12, he talked about presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Don't think that this is just a, a love boat, right? It's a battleship that we're on. The Bible talks about the struggles that we're in. Amen. That it's not a cruise ship. Amen. But we are in a warfare. Hallelujah. And he says, be in transformed. Hallelujah. We need to be transformed into God's will for our lives. Amen. So don't be discouraged in the trials and the tests that you're in. God's given you the Holy Ghost. God's giving you His presence. Amen. If you don't have the Holy Spirit speaking in other tongues, you can do that before these services are over this morning. Amen. Because it's to whosoever will. Amen. It's for all. Amen. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand this morning amen and let's dismiss in a word of prayer lord we praise you and we thank you god for your goodness and for your mercies we come before you this morning oh lord and that you would help us god to have the right purpose and the right perspective and the right prayer oh lord in our situation that we're facing god lead us in the right ways and help us to Stay in your church and stay in your way, O Lord, and to realize that your way, O God, is the only way and the best way. We love you. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. God, help us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, to draw closer to you, O Lord. We'll give you all the thanks and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen.